Welcome to the God and Your Business podcast. I'm Dr. Una, your host, a Jesus lover and serial entrepreneur. Each week, we will unlock timeless secrets for business success from the Bible. Regardless of your faith, I invite you to join me on this journey with the only thing you'll need, a healthy dose of curiosity. And now for the episode. Well, hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the God and Your Business podcast. Thank you so much for being a listener. Thank you for reviewing, for sharing it with your friends. And thank you for PMing me and letting me know how much it's been changing your perspective and your business and your life as an entrepreneur. So I really, really appreciate that. And if you haven't had a moment yet, I want you to share it. And I want you to write us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get the word out. Now, today we're going to look at something that's near and dear to my heart, and that is the cure for imposter syndrome. Okay. So maybe you're here and you're an entrepreneur and you feel like I'm not really an entrepreneur. You go to speak and you're like, I'm not really a speaker. Maybe you've set some revenue goals and you're like, I'm not the kind of person who can do that. And you feel like you're truthfully out of your element, right? And you feel sometimes like a fraud. You know what I mean? Like, I know I believe God and all that, but I'm really not that person. Totally feel you. Okay. You probably heard my story, introverted introvert. So imagine how I felt on stage. Imagine how I felt speaking. I run very successful businesses, but I never went to any business school. I do not have an MBA, right? So this thing of, you know, can you even do this? You're a physician. This is not what physicians do. And all of that kind of stuff. A lot of imposter syndrome. And I just want to share something that I read in the scriptures about someone who had imposter syndrome. And you're like, there's imposter syndrome in the Bible. There sure is. And what the cure for it is. Because I will tell you, every year I do bigger things. I have bolder dreams. In fact, my vision board for 2022, I only showed it to my husband and my executive assistant and nobody else has seen it because I'm like, this is so crazy. But I am doing it from a standpoint of confidence and there's no imposter syndrome there. And I want to show you how. Okay, because this is available to everybody who's a Christian. This is available to anybody who would release their faith for it. So we're going to read a number of um, verses. This is one of my, I was going to say one of my favorite stories, but I think I've said that for every story that I've read. I just have a lot of, there are a lot of amazing stories in the Bible. So anyway, this is one of the stories I really love. Let's put it that way. And this is Judges chapter six. This is the story of Gideon. Okay, this is the story of Gideon and you know, this is good for Gideon, but I want you to see yourself in the story. So the background of it, because I'm not going to read the entire story, is that the Israelites, they were being mistreated and besieged and all that stuff by the Midianites. And it was really bad. Okay. So they would destroy their, you know, their crops. They would take their crops. They would take over their animals. And, the, you know, the Bible actually says in Judges chapter 6, verse five, that they stayed until the land was stripped bare, right? Like we're talking about dire, dire, dire times. Okay. And you're going like, okay, well, that's really bad. Okay. Really bad. The Midianites were there, obviously much stronger than the Israelites at the time. Okay. Now, so let me read this from verse 11 and then we'll track the whole story. So it says, then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree of Oprah which belonged to Joash of the clan of Abiezar. 
Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of the wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites. Now, let me put this in perspective, okay? Usually when they thresh wheat, you know, like, I mean, we live in a generation where like, we don't even know where wheat comes from, right? We just see it in the store. But, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a plant, right? And it has, and they have to take it to a place that's windy. So they're kind of like beating it to get the grain out of it. Okay, so this is something you do in an open space uh, where there maybe there's some wheat so the chaff can go away and you're just left with the grain. So that's what threshing wheat is. But he was threshing the wheat in a wine press. Now, wine press is usually, it's an enclosed place, right? Where they press the grapes and all that stuff to get your wine. They do it in a closed place so they can preserve the smell. They can protect it from impurities and all of that stuff. So I need you to imagine how scared this guy was. And to hide the grain from the Midianites, he left the open fields where he should be doing the threshing. And he was doing that in a wine press. I'm just trying to show you the kind of person that Gideon had to become conditioned to be, right? Okay, so he was doing that to hide the grain. And then verse 12, it says, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. And you can probably identify with that, right? You're like, you know, I can't really do this business thing, all this stuff. And maybe you're someone that God's laid in your heart. Like, I want you to have a huge impact. I want you to generate a lot of revenue. I want you to generate revenue so you can give $250,000, $500,000 for the advancement of my kingdom. And you're like, who, who, who are you talking to? So this is a person hiding in a wine press to thresh wheat. And God is like, mighty hero. He's hiding. Okay, like when God tells him, mighty hero, he's actively hiding. Okay, so verse 13, it says, Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of, up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Then verse 14, then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. Lord, I don't know if you missed this, but I'm hiding from the Midianites, okay? So go with this, your strength, and rescue Israel. Like, not even rescue myself, like rescue the whole country. Like, come on, right? And, you know, I, you know, if, we, if this was live, I'll say, do you guys resonate with this? Like, this is like complete. So when you're like, you know, when God talks, he really says like really big things. And I'm like, are you talking to me? That's the way he talks. I mean, he makes galaxies. Okay. So this is how he talks. Anyway, verse 15, it says, but Lord Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? Which is what we say. How can I build that kind of business? How can I generate that kind of revenue? How can I have that kind of impact? How can I lead that kind of team? How can I have that kind of facility? How can I? I mean, look at me, okay? So this is what he said, how can I? And then he went on to do what we do. I mean, Gideon is so cool. He's like, just like us, okay? He says, my clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh. And I am the least in my entire family, okay? And we all have a version of this. I don't have enough education, I don't have the credentials. I don't have the capital. Nobody in my family has done anything like this. I can't speak. I don't have the looks for this. I don't, like, we have our version, okay? So let's see. Let's see. Maybe God was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I have no idea why I brought this up to you. You're clearly not the man for the job, 
Okay, let's see if, if that's what he said. And then verse 16 says, and the Lord said to him, I will be with you. I will be with you. This right here, he goes on to say, and you will destroy the Midianites as if you are fighting against one man. I want to show you something. He came up with all his reasons. My clan is the smallest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I'm the least in my family. And God's answer to him, which is the answer to us, is I will be with you. Okay? Now, as people, are we supposed to grow in our capacities? Are we supposed to grow in our competencies? Are we supposed to grow in our exposures? Are we supposed to grow in knowledge? Are we supposed to grow in wisdom? The answer is yes. The Bible talking about Jesus in Luke chapter 252 said, and Jesus grew in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God, and in favor with all the people. Jesus grew. So if the sinless son of God had to grow, we have to grow as well. Okay? So that's a given. We have to grow. However, when we look at ourselves and all the deficiencies and all the things that we don't have and all the reasons why we cannot do what God has called us to do, God's answer is, I am with you. So there's wisdom you don't have. He has it. There's strength you don't have. He has it. There's strategies you you can't possibly know. He has them. He is the one who makes up for our deficiencies. He is the reason why if he tells us to go, if we feel like this is something God laid on my heart to do, we can go. Why? Because he is with us. It's kind of like the kid who the neighborhood bully is bullying, right? And daddy who's 6'5", 350 pounds shows up. The kid gets confidence. Where did the confidence come from? It came from daddy. Well, you have a daddy. You have a heavenly daddy, and he never sends you to go somewhere to do stuff. He's like, let's go. And so you're never alone. And you, you, you have to do your best, but you never have to figure everything out. You don't. I am with you, is what God says. So in your business, you're like, I can't lead that kind of team. I am with you. I can't attract those kind of people. I am with you. I can't have those kind of clients. I am with you. I don't know how to generate that amount of money. I am with you. I don't know how to have that kind of impact. I am with you. I can't speak. I am with you. I am with you. The more conscious you are of who is with you, the less you'll feel like a fraud. I know that there's so much I don't know. I look at the goals I have and I'm like, I don't have what it takes to pull this off. But I'm more aware of who's with me. And I know he'll fight for me. I know his favor is on my life. I know he'll open doors for me. I know he'll cause people to favor me. I know he'll give me ideas. I know that he'll protect me. I know he's with me. And that's why I have peace and that's why I'm confident and that's why I can go even though I'm like, wow, okay, that's what we're doing. All right. (laughs) Right. And why am I sharing this with you? I want you to realize that you have a father who loves you, who came up with these plans himself, 
Like, right? Like he can't, a lot of the things he came up with them. And he's like, I will be with you. You don't have to figure this out on your own. You have to do stuff, but you don't have to do it on your own. You have a partner. And he's a senior partner. He's a smarter partner, richer partner, more connected partner, wiser partner, more experienced partner. I mean, so we have him to default to, to defer to. Okay. And I share this because I want you to rock your role as an entrepreneur. And I want you to have big things that you want to accomplish. And you're not quite sure how it happened, but you're like, but God is with me. I'm not doing this alone. So you can be super aware of your deficiencies or super aware of who is with you. I want you to start making that transition. Okay. It doesn't mean you forget, like, you're like, I can do, you know, by myself, I can do anything. No, the deficiencies are there. You already know about them. Now it's time to know who is with you. And it makes all the difference. So when you're going on stage, don't go alone. When I go, I go with him. I'm like, Lord, let's go, let's go nail this talk, right? Go with him. If you have to have a staff meeting that's difficult, go with him. You have a day where you've, maybe you own a private practice. You've already looked at the schedule. And you're like, man, this day, I don't know how I'm going to handle it. Go with him. Go with him, right? You're going to interview somebody. Go with him. Don't do this alone. There's no need to do it. You have a partner and he's amazing. So what is the cure for imposter syndrome? It is the revelation of I am with you, okay? So Lord, I pray for everyone who's listening and I ask Lord that you open their eyes, give them a deep, 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 deep revelation of the fact that they're not alone. Like physically on the outside, it may look that way, but they're never alone. You said many, many times in your word, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You said, my name is Jehovah Ebenezer, Jehovah Ezer. I am your helper, your helper. Give your people a revelation of the fact that help, help is right with them. Not nearby, right with them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So thank you so much for listening. I want you to practice this. And as it makes a difference for you, please share it with me. And please share this episode with the people in your life. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you next week on the God in Your Business podcast. You've been listening to the God in Your Business podcast. If anything you've ever heard on this podcast has helped you, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It really helps us get the word out. Thank you so much. And remember, you are not alone in business. You're doing business with God, the smartest being in the universe. See you next week.